Viewer discretion advised. Refrain from watching if you're short-tempered or get offended or annoyed easily, or if you're under the age of 18. Also, don't watch if you're touchy on the following subjects, such as mental health, suicide, firearms, veterans, dark humor, swearing, violence, war, small parts of political and world events. The host, co-host, and guests are not professionals, so anything mental or physical health-related topics mentioned on Asylum Arms, take with a grain of salt and contact your doctor or therapist for advice or questions on those subjects. Everyone, welcome back to Asylum Arms. This is episode 46, and today we have Veteran Plays on the episode. Veteran and Kay, how are you guys today today? I'm doing all right. I'm doing solid, solid. Super. Sounds very forced, okay, but I'll go with it. <laughs> um, so veteran, would you mind telling us um what you did in your time in the military? I was a twenty-five Bravo IT specialist. Um, my first, my I went to basic training at Fort Lauderdale, Missouri. Then when I, I went to Fort Gordon, Fort Gordon, Georgia, for my AIT, and then I got my first deployment was to Camp Air John, Kuwait. Uh, under the 60th Signal Brigade um, with a 228 Signal Company. And I was over there for a year back in uh, 2013. And then I spent the rest of my time back at Fort Gorn, Georgia with the 67th uh, Battalion ESB for the rest of my time here. Just did, I did like four and a half years until I guess you could say I got, I got out a little early, but I kind of got kicked out early. <laughs> Same. Yeah. It, did they give like, you the uh did they give you the uh general under automobile conditions or did you get out? Oh I got I got full benefits, everything and stuff. Um so what happened was is uh um I like to eat food and <laughs> and there's this thing called the weigh and tape to where every time they do the PT test they gotta weigh you and tape you and stuff. Well there was there came the time to where I um I would fail, and then I'll be put on the Fat Boy program mm -hmm. for a while. Then I'll pass it, then come off of it, fail, go back on it. It was like a back forth, back forth type thing, and it just seemed like I couldn't keep my weight down. And um, my first sergeant came up to me after six months and just be like, "Hey, uh, we keep fighting this over and over again." We don't want to keep doing this for the next couple months, so we're going to go ahead and issue Chapter 16, which is getting released from the military uh, with, because I can't uh, meet the requirements of the way and tape. And he told me that don't worry about don't worry about the getting out transition because I'll be receiving my full benefits. Uh, the medical, GI Bill, everything, get honorable discharge and stuff like that. That's nice. Yeah. Oh. I wish I could stay in though, but yeah. Yeah. And mine was a little different. I couldn't, uh, since I couldn't pass a basic, like a high school test, they decided it wasn't good enough to be in the military anymore. Mm. I was like, that's cool. And yeah, they fucked him up for the high school test. Yeah. And then they wrote down that, uh, uh, the base commander at or the, the company commander or the squadron commander i was in the air force so squadron commander at the time you put on my uh 214 that i was not eligible to enter any other military installation institution not eligible for the army or the marines or the navy after i got out of the air force. even you being a veteran yep after i got out of the military i went to the recruiters i tried to get back in i tried to go back in. i tried to go in the army um 
and they were like, well, the re-entry code on your 214 states that you cannot re-enter any very instant. You're turning it in out, okay. Huh. Oh, am I? Hold on. Is that better? What would you find this re-entry code? Is it on your DD-214? It's on your DD-214. It's down near the bottom. I want to say left-hand corner. Be the right-hand I want, corner. I, want, I haven't looked at mine in a long I time. I want to know what my entry code is, because there have been a couple times I was like, you know what? I want to rejoin. I think I could actually pull it off this time. Yeah, I wanted to. I tried. I I couldn't go like I couldn't go army, navy, marines, any reserves or any. Um, so not even national guard or coast guard. Not even national guard. You want to talk about getting? Eh, well, maybe I might be able to get the space force. <laughs> I wouldn't mind being a door gunner again. I don't, <laughs> I don't even know. I don't know if I want to go in the space Kay, force. That'd so be I a scary thought of you being in space, K. That'd be a scary thought of you going to space. What, just because I'm on a fucking alien? I mean, <laughs> you know, that didn't cross my mind, but it's you, so that crosses my mind now. <laughs> I'm just saying, if it's hot. All right, I am not babysitting. Contact, right? I, I am not babysitting those um, children of yours. <laughs> Let me get some of the alien pussy, like fucking her knee or something. Okay. That's what this yeah, episode so, turned uh, yeah, into right after that. Fucking aliens. Well, you started it. But no, so yeah, I got screwed, and um, I really wanted to re like re up because I didn't know like I got out ninety nine, and that was the only thing I had planned on. Yeah, I planned on nothing else. My 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 life was gonna go high school, military, and that retirement. Was <laughs> yeah, retirement. High school, high school yeah. military, retirement. That was it. And then two years after I went into the military, they were like. No, you can't pass this test. We're going to kick you out. At least much is disabled. Yeah, it took me 20 years to get fucking 80%. It, it, yeah, that's the shitty part of it. Believe it or not, the uh, the job that I the job that I did wasn't the job that I wanted to have. Fine either, actually. It was, only, it was the only job that became available over and over and over again. And plus, I I talked to a lot of I talked to a lot of uh, a lot of, a lot of my old buddies and now in also in regiment you know talk to some of them and you know and uh like being i 25 bravo that's like a really hard you gotta be smart you got mm. this really hard mos and everything to uh uh to, to train for and everything and when i tell them what i got on my what's it called uh ASVAB? The ASVAB, yeah. When I tell them the scores I get on my ASVAB, they're like, how did you get that job? <laughs> what I, job like, were you originally going for, wanting to get into? I was wanting to go for a one seventy four Delta, which is the chemical specialist, like Seaburn and stuff. Hmm. Um, or I want to be a EOD tech. I met some EOD guys. Those guys are fucking crazy. Yeah. Like, absolutely fucking bonkers. All the EOD guys I've ever met in my life were absolutely bonkers. So you're saying we should get yeah. one on the podcast? Yeah. Yeah. That'll be dope. <laughs> one guy... I imagine I, the conversations y'all have. Wait, I'm pretty sure... One guy I, I met, Let's train him as EOD, actually. He was... He had, like... He had a family, his wife and daughter. And his daughter had a guinea pig. He absolutely hated that guinea Because all they was make noise all day. All day, all night long. So he hated it. So he took it to the bomb range. <laughs> that's where that's going alright and it's like he was telling us the story he's like man I hated that fucking guinea pig like, I hated it I hated it I hated it and I'm like 
you took it to the bomb range? You're like, yeah. I was like, we're doing this for a science experiment. <laughs> like, what? And um, uh, he, uh, he blew it up. You got any idea what bomb he used to blow it up? I have no idea. I just know he blew it up. And then he was like, yeah, my daughter asked me what happened to her guinea pig, and I said it went to heaven. I was like, did you tell her how fast it went? <laughs> It went at the speed of light <laughs> as he's yeah, pulling a cigarette out of his uh, debt. Uh, they have uh, the blasting caps. There's 20 blasting caps in a pack, in a plastic pack. Well, there's 20 cigarettes in a pack of cigarettes. So he carry cigarettes in a plastic pack. Fucking EOD guys are a fucking dumb story. I remember, oh man, I remember, uh, I remember when I was a little kid, me and my family, we went down to a. Uh, san antonio for like a sea world and stuff and then we went to go buy a tool water park next to i think it i don't know if it's still there it's, i'm very vivid at it but it was like a water park next to uh the six flags fiesta down there yeah and and um we were coming up one of the slides me and my dad were about to me and my dad were about to go on one of the slides and there was a group of guys behind us like three or four guys and they were I don't know what they're talking about, but they were, you could tell, like, in my mind, you know, as a kid, I'm like, what are they talking about? I have no idea what they're talking about. My dad's like, don't worry about them. They're just being crazy and stuff. And these, I don't know what was, I don't know. Okay, so, you know, how they have the rules where you got to go down a uh, slide and one at a time and everything. Yeah, right. Well, the group I of guys, a few times. The, the group of guys told us, uh, the, 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 the group told us to, uh, hey, can we go in front of you and everything? It's like, yeah, sure, go in front and everything. They they all four get in front, and one of them starts to get ready to go down the slide. And then immediately, as soon as he goes, the rest of the three falls right behind him, quickly pushing the lifeguard aside. Jesus. And I'm just like, can you do that? No, Are you no, no. You're not allowed, but you can if you want to, I guess. Not allowed, but they did it. <laughs> later we, uh, later we found, later we found out when we got down to the slide. Uh, my dad noticed the tattoos that they had. It was an EOD tattoo. Fucking EOD. Yeah, I, like, I was like, so that's what they do. They go crazy. Yeah, I told you they're fucking. They're always looking for that fucking thrill, man. I don't know what it is about EOD, but those guys are. They're always looking for some kind of excitement. So, um. Do you have any um, funny stories from your time in basic training or just your time in service in general? I have one. Um, I, think I, got, I got a couple of them. Let's see. Okay. Well, there's one when I was in basic and me and my dorm roommates, uh, there was a coming time to at the end of basic to where we all had to clean off our CIF gear before we turn it in and stuff. And when we clean it out, when we clean our CIF gear, we got to lay it out on our beds, like, like kind of like inventorying it. So the first sergeant commander and a drill sergeant will come in, inspect it to make sure everything is all clean before we, before we do it. And they gave us the whole week to clean it, which is plenty of time, right? Yeah. The whole week. And when we, uh, like we got, we got everything all laid out in our beds and stuff and everybody's doing the, everybody's, going around and they're doing the inspection. And then when they get to our, when they get to our room, um, they start inspecting our stuff. And uh, I'm sitting, I'm staying on my bed, pray rest. And 
and uh, first for some reason for some reason my first sergeant liked me in a not so good way and basic but he he came over to my bunk first be like let's see what you got Munoz let's see what you got and he came over started grabbing a few things stuff and and uh he and then and then uh he grabbed one of my boots it was like one of the winter the like one of my extra boots that I had and he looked and be like just out of nowhere. You got mud on my boots. Oh, you got mud on my boots. Just get in my face and just putting the boot right in my face and everything. And I'm just like, I, I'm like, I'm sorry, sorry for sorry, sorry for sorry. I'll clean it for sorry. I'm sorry for sorry. Just, just over and over and over. Everybody in my, everybody in my bear and in, in, in my dorm room, you just see them in pray breath. So just try not to laugh. Next thing you know, he's like, take these boots and chunk them outside. The windows were all, we're on the second floor. The windows are open. He tells me to take them. I want you to chunk them. I want you to chunk them all the way over to the rubber pit where we use our, where we do the uh, exercises and stuff. I take the boots. And I just, whoosh, just chunk them out. Just throw them out. And I would and, laugh and then, if you hit a sergeant in the face. <laughs> <laughs> is that where this is going? Is that where this is going? You're beating me to it. You're beating me to it. <laughs> And then next thing you know, he grabs the rucksack bag and the frame, and it's the it's those World War Two frames, yeah, those frames that were from World War Two or like Civil War or something like that, like super old. It's just like a big, just a steel wood and steel frame. Oh, the Alice pack frame, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he he grabs that and grabs the bag and everything. He's like, "This is not clean. Here, take this and chunk it." I just chunked that crap out of the door i'm just out of there Jeez. and then he's like and, and then he's like you know what i'm tired of this i'm tired of this get all your stuff and just chunk it outside so he so the green blanket that was on the bed he wrapped it up like a freaking santa claus bag gives it to me and says i want you to take this bag and chunk it all outside and as i was chunking it all outside i hear someone yelling outside it was if I remember, it was the first sergeant and two of the drill sergeants from another company that was coming over to visit our first sergeant for something. And they said that the frame, the rucksack frame, the bag, and some of the and some of the pouches and everything hit the first sergeant in the head, like square right in the head. And he was like, what the fuck? Just going outside. And I'm just like, I'm sorry, first sergeant. First sergeant, there's another first sergeant out there. I'm him in the head. And he's like, like, why'd you hit my first sergeant in the head? I'm like, I didn't know he was out there, first sergeant. And the whole time, everybody in my room is just cracking up laughing, just not giving up. Just not giving a crap about what was going on. They're just cracking up laughing. They're just wanting to look over and just be like, what's going on? Next thing, next thing you know, next thing you know, uh, my first sergeant tells me and tells and, and, and tells two of my other two tells two other guys with me, say, go outside, pick up that crap, bring it back up here, stick it in the freaking shower, and wash it clean. I want it clean by an hour. If it's not clean in an hour, 
you're gonna be you're gonna be doing the you're gonna be doing a lot of work for me. So I go out I go outside, I pick up the stuff, and as I'm picking up the stuff, guess who comes outside? The first sergeant that got hit in the head by myself and everything. He comes out, he just stands over me like like freaking just some what you doing? <laughs> you picking up your stuff? What you doing? It's like my first sergeant told me to pick up my stuff and take it upstairs. It's like, how about this? How about you take your stuff and run around the building, then take it upstairs? Trying to make me do uh work exercises and stuff. Yeah. So I get all my stuff up like a freaking Santa Claus, like freaking Santa Claus, run all the way around the dorm room, back up to him. He's like, and then he's like, I don't think you're fast enough. Do it again. I'm like, okay, go all the way around again. Come back around. It's like, do you think you're fast enough? Yes, first sergeant. No, no, no. Keep going. No, keep going. Go run all the way back around again. And then next thing you know, my first sergeant comes outside and be like, why are you running? Why are you running blocks around my freaking dorm room? I told you, get your stuff and get upstairs and start cleaning up. You're wasting time. I'm just like. I don't, I don't know what to do. do. I don't know what to do, man. Uh, basic training. But I, I end up, I, I end up getting all cleaned off and uh, passing it and everything. So, did you have a good relationship with your first sergeant after that day? Oh, he was all nice, friendly, all nice and friendly after graduation. I was like, "You're not the same. Leave me alone." <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're 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 not the same, dude. I was like, I've told this, I've told these guys before. Like when I got when I got out of basic, um, I ended up I went to my first duty station, went to my first AIT, and then I went back to back to Lackland, and I was in the class six. Just mm. buying some shit. Like I don't remember. I was just buying some like daily whatevers. Damn, I remember this, five, six. This drill instructor walks up behind me and I see his fucking parade hat and everything. And I about lock it up because I'm like, fuck. I'm I'm like I haven't been out of basic that long. Yeah. But this is the first time I've seen a drill sergeant since basic. And I'm like like forcing myself not to stand at <laughs> <in> attention. <laughs> and I just kind of turn, I was like, morning, sir. And he's like, hey, how's it going? How you doing? Doing all right today. I was <laughs> just like, just have a regular conversation. I was like, what the fuck are you saying to me? <laughs> Why are you yelling at me right now? <laughs> it's a it's a surreal feeling when you realize that they're just, they're humans. They're, yeah, yeah, like, they're actual yeah. people. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just a weird feeling because you're like, why aren't you yelling at me? Why am I not beating my face right now? Oh <laughs> uh, no, my 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 first sergeant, not my first, my my drill sergeant for my platoon was actually pretty. He was pretty dope. He was cool. He was, he, he had that drill sergeant mentality all the time, but every Saturday, every Saturday when he would be on duty for our floor and stuff, they had like the little, like a dorm office. They had like a dorm office where they kind of sat in everything and stuff. He liked it so much to where he had this huge uh, speaker monitor that was hooked up to his uh, computer. He would open his door, put the monitor right there, and blare metal music out for like nice. a, uh, for like about a good hour or two or something like that, just to you know, just to help pass by the time. He would do like Slipknot, uh, uh, Lamb of God, um, right. the, like you know, like all your hardcore metal bands and stuff. And it was it was pretty nice. It was pretty cool. Pedro Sergeant. Was not like that at all. 
he yelled at a guy for interrupting uh lee greenwood's um god bless america oh <laughs> it made him stand at attention until the song was over and then yelled at him some more didn't yours have nope. a stutter too no i had that? one that had a lisp lifts yes i mean lifts. my yeah. senior drill was this short dude he was probably about like like i was taller than him and i'm six one so he must have been like five ten five nine short dude but senior mcdunson had a lisp which is funny because his name is dunson with a lisp so even when he said his name it was dunshin and when he yelled at people we weren't scared <laughs> to say the least he laughed most of the time he yelled at us when senior crib yelled at you though you were you got scared there, there was, was a there was one drill sergeant that i know from my basic he wasn't in our platoon he was in third platoon and oh man out of anybody and everybody that i've experienced in all my whole entire military career he was probably the worst ever now i don't mean like the worst like bad like 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 stupid or bad or something like that i mean like his attitude the way he talks to people and stuff and i was like uh it there was a there was a point where uh there was a point where uh we would you know when you're leaving the defect you get out coming out of defect you get back into formation right yeah you yeah yeah you get back into formation you run in formation there was a girl that was coming out of the defect because as soon as you get out of defect you gotta put your cover on right. there was a there, there was a girl kind of looked like us you know and and coming out of the same defect we were and she didn't put her hat on immediately you know, she was pulling it out, but like, you know, kind of taking her time and everything, but she was going the other direction. He went up to her, her and ye- I mean, like yelled, like I'm talking belligerent, yell at her. Why don't you have your cover on? You're supposed to have your cover on at all times we go. So why have your cover on? As soon as she put that cover on, I don't know what happened or what she said, but we see it. We see what's going on. He went from this to this. <laughs> Wait. It was a freaking LT that came out of the deep back. He was like, I'm sorry, man. Wow. It's a short, oh. little, short, little, short little girl, man. I'm like, you would think you see her that she looked like a private or like like one of us, like a trainee. But no, she's puts on her puts on her cap, realizes that it's a freaking second lieutenant and be like, I'm sorry, man. I'm so, I'm sorry for yelling at you. And she's just like, "What was that again?" <laughs> like, you want me to put my cap on? And then, and then she's like, "Get your first sergeant over here." <laughs> After that day, we didn't see him for the whole. We didn't see him for the rest of the week until he came back the next week. And then uh, another incident to what what happened was, um, um, he didn't get notified this, but there was a time where we did like obstacle courses. Mm-hmm. Where you do the zip lines and you like you get your platoon gets into teams and you do teamworks across these different obstacle courses and stuff. Yeah. And we we had the ruck march there. And when we ruck marched, we had our weapons and our in a in um and uh our rucksacks and everything. When we get to the place, we gotta set our ruck we gotta set our, our, our rucksacks down and our weapons down. That's what they told us. Put our weapons down. Because we're not going to use them. The drill sergeant wasn't there to know what was going on. He came. He came. He uh, like he came to us like 
towards the end of us doing what we're supposed to do. <clears throat> so when we did all the obstacle courses, had a good time, fun and everything. And as we're getting ready to leave, there comes Mr. Drills. I forgot his name, but um, it, start, it was like start with a G or something, like a long name, like a German name or something like that. Yeah. And um, I want to say Geisinger or something like that. Gies- Giesinger. Gies- Drill Sergeant Giesinger. That's his name. And um, he came He came out of nowhere, out of blue. And the first thing he noticed was that the weapons, we had didn't have our weapons. So he took a the liberty upon himself to take every single private's weapons in the whole company and chunk them. It's, it's like, why are these M16s everywhere? You're supposed to have your M16s on them at all times. Well, wow. them everywhere. Our drill sergeants had to stop him and be like, we told them to put them there. <laughs> like, why are, you throwing, why, why are you throwing the M16s everywhere? It's like we told him to put him there. The first He's time like, I heard was chucking guns. Yeah, that's that's a first. <laughs> I'm just like I'm like like we're we're just like we didn't do anything wrong. We did what we're told, and he was just misinformed and stuff. But you know, guess who had to go and pick up the rifles? Us. Yeah. <laughs> Not him. Us. It's like go go find and pick up your rifle. <laughs> They go take care of it. Some of them landed in some of them land in the sand and the dirt. One landed in a tree and got stuck. One of them got in a couple of dorm bushes. Oh my gosh. I'm glad to know where a government funding goes to for guns to be chucked around. <laughs> oh, they're just chucking shit around. 100 percent But yeah. Um an, uh, like another funny story that if you'd like me to share. Sure. No um, this my first. This was when I, I was in a basic. I was in my. I was. I was in Fort. I was in Fort Gordon, Georgia, and um, mine would be a little cluttered sometimes, a little messy because of the stuff I had in it. So, um, I had a. What was the percentage of people's room being cleaned when he actually called it? Percentage, I would say 30 40 percent. Jesus. <laughs> This is this is what we this is this is where we live. So it's like well, yeah. we get we get complacent. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, like, like we just walk in there, and just drop our fucking ruck, or we drop our bag, or whatever. Is yeah. we put it on the floor, and we get into the routine of this is where my bag goes. It goes right here next to the door. That's not where it goes. It goes in the no. closet. You know. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So then, of course, when they're going to do inspections, they're going to be like, why is your bag on the floor? Why are your boots over here? Why is this over here? Why is that? You could look clean to the normal civilian person. But oh, to military? No. Military, it's that's unkept. And God forbid you don't make your fucking bed one day. Oh, I didn't make my bed. And and um, at the, this particular time, we just had a party the day before. And a couple yep. beer, beer <laughs> bottles, whiskey bottles, and stuff like that. A couple trash on the ground, and everything. Stuff that I told myself I will get to it after work. Mm-hmm. Too late. Well, <laughs> he has this thing. Um, pretty sure every anybody, everybody in the military heard this. Um, barracks party. Yeah. Now his version of a barracks party is what I'm about to tell you. What he did to me. I had to do this five times, not all in a single time, not all in a single time. This was five times done separately 
in a in within I'll say three or four months. The fifth time was a lot worse, and I I guess you could say I learned my lesson. <laughs> but uh, the, the first, five tries. <laughs> five tries. The the first four times uh, when you found my room dirty and a lot dirty and stuff like that, for some reason I was the only one. No, like me and like two other people had to do this. Um, we had to take everything out of our dorm, even the furniture that came with it, and take it over to the common area of the dorm room. Lay it out like you're inspecting it, you know, like like inventorying all of your stuff. And then go back into your room, clean it spotless, like white glove clean, and then you could take all your stuff and put it back. Yeah. I had to do that four times. The fifth time, I I lived on the third floor. The fifth time, I had to take everything. Furniture, bed frame, drawers, my stuff, my personal stuff everything that is movable in the room out of the room downstairs in the smoke pit lay it out like i'm inventorying it and i got a lily write out a sheet of paper like sheets of paper of what i have and how much stuff i have and everything and i had to turn it in to my first sergeant it then go up to my go up to my back up to my room, clean it spotless. Go get my first sergeant to go verify it. He will come up, verify and everything and stuff. It's like okay, it looks good. Go ahead and take your stuff and put it back upstairs. Everything and now I don't mean just like okay. So you know the crappy bed frames that they have, right? Well, I don't know. Air Force had some pretty nice bed frames. Okay, well I had to take it apart. I had to take it apart. I had no, are you talking about like the, uh, like the the wooden ones, the wooden and the steel ones? Yeah. Okay. So we had the same ones. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The wooden and the steel ones. Yeah, I had to take those apart, inventory the screws, inventory the frames, and everything. And when I write it out on a sheet of paper, I got to identify each of the items that I am recording down. So I'm like, so I'm like, uh, so I'm like metal, metal bed frame, uh, front headboard, a foot, like the, the, the foot headboard or something like that, you know, like, like the short screws, long screws. Um, you know, I had to inventory it all and then give it to my first sergeant so he could see that I did it. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Yeah, because he would come out with my sheet of paper and make sure that okay, this you got this, you got this, you got this, and you you got this, you got this, everything, even my toiletries. That's like a waste of his time. (laughs) It took the whole day. Sounds like a waste. All he's gonna do is go like this. Go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It doesn't matter if he really knows what's there or not. It's it's the fact that you're. He's making. He's probably not fucking having coffee or a donut or something. You're fucking dragging all your shit out of the barracks. <laughs> but yeah. So um, after that, I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna keep my room clean <laughs> and stuff. Never got in trouble with my room being messy after that. I got lucky. Like the Air Force, they don't do like the only time they do room inspections is like if something happened. Yeah, and then they'll do room inspections, but they don't do random inspections. Okay, are you remember? Like, they, 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 uh, 
What's that? Have you ever been room inspected? Yeah, I got room inspected one time um, because they, they found out that I had a pet tarantula. You had a pet tarantula a, on base? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I had a pet tarantula in my dorm room because I got it from a friend of mine who was getting out and he didn't want to take the tarantula with him because his mother was definitely afraid of him. So oh, I was like, okay, I'll put it in my room. No big deal. And then I had the room inspection done because they were like, well, we heard you had this, that, and the other. And I'm like, yeah, is that a problem? Like, You're not allowed to have pets, blah, blah, blah. It's then a- I had to call Anthem. Yeah, oh, yeah, you can't have it. So I was like, okay. So I had to call Anthemology to come out and come get it. And they're like, is this what they're bitching about? This tiny little, I mean, the tarantula was like that big. I mean, it was small. And they're like, this is what they're bitching about? This little tiny spider? And they're like, yeah. Jesus. The guy just reaches in, grabs it, puts it in a fucking bucket and walks away. <laughs> like, you're not going to take the tank? I have no use for the tank now. <laughs> Dude, um, we had this one guy in our uh, in our platoon. He uh, he is the coolest. I'm going to say coolest straight guy. Like he's super straight. Now I had to I have to say this because he is also a collector. And you know what a brony is? Yes. Oh God. Yes. <laughs> Yes, very much know what Brony is. He, he had My Little Ponies, everything. Bed sheets, shower curtains. Not expect dude, that from a guy in the military. Plush, plushy toys, collectibles. Dude, you walk into his room, you immediately think that you just walked into a girl's, like in a, in like in a five, six-year-old girl's room. And you just see him sitting there and be like, I just I collect My Little Pony stuff. And he's the straightest, most cool, chill guy you ever meet, ever. And you never get that vibe from just walking to his room am i still on base <laughs> i can see you just walking to him going going what the fuck <laughs> that's what my room is. i walk in and be like am i in this am i in the right room are we in the right room it's like yeah man it's my it's room. Your room where's your room <laughs> jeez i've met some uh i've met some bronies uh and i'm like I mean, if that's what you're into, hey, you know. Hey, yeah, yeah. If I mean, like I'm not, that, I'm not here cool. to shame you, but like, yeah. what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> of all the things in the world to be a part of that would collect, you picked it just this. Threw me off. Just threw me off. Well, especially coming from a straight guy, it throws me off a little bit. <laughs> I mean, most of the most of them are though. Most I know, of, true. From yeah. What I know true. of most of the like, the bronies are 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 straight, and you look at them and go. Really? Are you sure? <laughs> Are you sure? It's a pink horse. <laughs> hey, some more blue. I mean, I'm not judging people. <laughs> Jesus Christ, chat. Don't fucking get up pants in a bunch. <laughs> I'm mean. gonna say that. But no, we yeah, I had some I had some weird friends like that too. Not, not So how bronies, many did he that wasn't a thing when I was in the military? So how many bronies things did he have in that room? Was it just I mean, he had the best sheet, so you could pretty much true. guess he had pretty much a lot. I'm assuming his room is just covered in shit. Uh, dude, I'm... If I remember, it was like head to toe. He had like posters. Sure. Cool. 
Yeah, posters, pictures, uh, one of those plushy collectible items that stay in the box and never comes out and everything. He has, like, shells, shells worth and stuff. You walk in his bathroom, he has a shower curtain, toothbrush, toothpaste, freaking toilet covers, the, the floor. Dude, anything and everything you would have in a house was My Little Pony stuff. That's crazy. He even had clothes, My Little Ponies. Hoodies, shirts, and here's the crazy thing: we never see him wear any of it outside of his room. I mean, I he's probably scared that he's look. probably gonna get treated a certain a certain way. Which I mean, on a military base, you walk out of your dorm room with something like that on somebody. Well, especially army, because you're army, right? Like, especially yeah. an army base. I mean, the navy it's probably like an everyday thing, but marines you know. are probably even worse though. <laughs> Or if you walked on a marine base and flight my little pony ship, I feel like you'd be a lot worse. <laughs> oh, hey, Paul, didn't see you there. That's he pulls in the Navy. I mean, he's more of he's a marine now. He's a CB. He's more of a marine, if anything. Still in the Navy, though. I mean, true. <laughs> Navy is like the parents of Marines. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, veteran. Um, did you ever get to play it at all in your time in your service? Like video games? I said, I said deployed. Oh, deployed. Yes. Uh, I did say play. Uh, yeah. My first duty station was Camp Air of John Kuwait's, um, when I got out of AIT. Oh, so you went to Kuwait. Yeah. My, I had an uncle that went to Kuwait. Wait, he went to Kuwait. Like I went to Kuwait, Kuwait and, uh, the group I went with, uh, Two of the guys I went to basic and also to AIT with, um, two of the guys were actually going to Afghanistan. Yeah. I even tried to convince them to change orders because I wanted to go to Afghanistan. I didn't right. want to go to Kuwait. I want to go to Afghanistan. I want to get in a fight. <laughs> and then a lot of people, a lot, I, I get this all the time. A lot of people are like, you don't want to get in a fight. You don't want to get shot at. It's like, if I yes, want to let me. <laughs> Yeah, I like, want to go get shot go, at. Let me, you know, I, I want to get, I want to get in the action. That's why I joined the military. You know, I wanted to get in the action. You train me in basic training. Why don't you send me where it's at? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I never got deployed. I tried to get deployed, but they never deployed me. Of course, I would have gotten deployed to like some dumb shit. Like I would have gotten to like probably not Kuwait, but I've been like Guam or some dumb shit like that. But uh, but yeah, that but even though uh, at my at around my time they say that Kuwait was a non-hostile area, they said that there was times where we really had to be careful with what we do and what we say, especially when we get off base and everything, because like when I got there within the first month or two, uh, a lot of the contractors, military contractors there, um. Some of them had to find a way to live on base for a while because there was this one guy, one contractor, that he got brutally murdered. I'm talking like limbs chopped off, murdered in, in his own apartment. The reason why is because he was... Everybody knows the rules when it comes to interacting with civilians over there, right? Especially females. Right. He uh, he was engaging. He was engaging with another married Muslim woman. Oh, 
the husband found out, got him and his buddies, knew where, uh, found out where he lived, went over there in his own apartment, hacked him up, killed him. Yeah. Fuck. That, yeah, it is. It is. It's messed up, but it's like. You know, you know the rules and why you you're know gonna the fuck the, around. You, you know the it. rules and the customs, yeah. the customs of the country. You got to respect their customs and we got to respect how they live there. And we got to so adapt to it. How does that happen with military affairs when one of your men just gets tortured by a civilian? <laughs> I mean, I don't even, I don't even know. Like, I, I know there, there's, I there's. There's a difference between a military and a contractor, though, because a contractor is basically just a civilian that works with the military. Yeah. Um, they, all they military personnel like, yeah. live on base. Yeah. So contractors, there wouldn't be... Contractors would have to find their own place out, right. off the base, yeah. So okay. what would probably happen is that they're, they would have... They would probably go to, like, their chief or their... What they call Their, um... Not the chief, the, um... The seat, the... Like Whoever they're fucking like higher up is like they they all have their uh, like they all have their sheiks sheik that's what I'm saying with sheik yeah. yeah yeah they'd have to go they'd go to their sheik who was their leader of whatever you know group or whatever it was and then the sheik would go to the base and probably talk about it I mean that's that's how I think it would go I don't I don't really know but I mean, yeah I, I know the sheiks usually run everything they're usually like an elder of some sort and they usually have a pretty good report with the military compound that's there um, especially like in Kuwait. Uh, when we uh, because we we've been in Kuwait since the early nineties, late eighties. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that was in the first, very first Iraq war. Was, was a we battled over we battled over in Kuwait. Yeah. Uh, my uncle was over there during that time. And yeah, we have a they know they have to go to the sheik, and the sheik would be like, okay, we have to go talk about it, and then they would go and they'd bring the guy, and you know, they'd have a conversation. The military person getting some serious trouble though. Like he'd probably get. He'd probably. That would probably end of a end of end end a deployment right there. So yeah, you can't do that shit overseas. They, they'll fuck you up. They don't care. Yeah, and like and, like just you know how you like like men these days when you go to bars and stuff, you just can walk up to any woman and you know have a strike up a conversation. You can't do that over there. Mm-hmm. You know you can't do that. Like and I'll, like <clears throat> like. You gotta like have you. It's either you gotta have permission from the father or the guy that they're seeing, or the woman has to engage the conversation with you first. Yeah, like you can't just walk up to him and be like, "Hey, how you doing?" You know, what's your name? So if you, no, it's whoever the uh, whoever the eldest male in their family is has to give you approval. Yeah. So if it's an older brother, an uncle, a father, um. Uh, they have to give you you have to get permission from them conversation. if they come up to you and start having a conversation with you it's fine yeah because now you're just being polite okay so talking back similar to monks because i had a friend that was a monk and that's how i went in the in monk and hardcore monk yeah. families where the um oldest the oldest male decides on who you talk to and stuff yeah so right. you have to it's just a, it's a very um hardcore respect thing with them yeah it's like you have to respect the boundaries you have to respect the customs and uh even like an over in like dubai like if me and my wife wanted to go to dubai on a trip or something like that we can't show any kind of uh pda at all in public like nothing we can't hold hands we can't kiss we can talk to each other like babe and stuff like that 
but we can't show it. We can't like none of that. No hugging, none of that shit. You won't get murdered. Like some people think you'll get murdered for it, but you won't get murdered. But you'll get like if somebody sees it, they don't like it, they'll say something. Mm-hmm. And you, you can't. You, get you will get the, the disgust from it. Well, you'll get in trouble. Like yeah. they'll come up to you and be like, "You shouldn't do that. It's against our customs. Yeah. It's against the basic. It's basically against the law." But I, I don't know if you see this a lot when you were over there. I saw this a lot when I was over there. When we would go off base and they would have like the MWR trips and everything, they would they would take us like to like one of their local malls or like we'll check out like one of their mosques and stuff. And uh, two things I noticed: one, when you go to one of their malls, it is not like the malls here. We went to one mall. It was called the Avenue mall in Kuwait. And uh, I'm talking, this, this place was huge. Huge had like, had like six Starbucks in it. And one of them was the upstairs and a downstairs. Huge cheesecake factory in the middle of it. And it was again, first floor and a second floor. It was like three football fields long, three or four football fields long. And you know, you don't like 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 just you 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 go to the store today. You know, you see Reebok, um, Adidas, Hollister, yeah, um, Forever Twenty, Forever Twenty One, Victoria's Secret. There, they got everything, all the high end apparels you can get. Like I'm talking about the high end lingeries, the high end shoes, the high like I went into this one store. And I forgot what it was. It was like a really nice, rich store. A pair of socks. One pair of socks. In I forgot what it was in Denari there, but converted to U.S. dollars. One pair, one roll of socks. $46. Yeah. So they were super expensive. Like they have a lot of expensive stuff over there, and they're like high end clothings and stuff. And I'm just and that's the that's one thing I noticed. Another thing I noticed is that I never really believed this, but you know, you see it on TV and movies and everything to where they have like the nice cars, like the Porsches, Lamborghinis, the Mercedes, the Maseratis, and all these high end cars, right? And you see those. But also, you see a lot of them on the side of the road. They don't have insurance like we do. No, they don't have insurance. Like, like one, like you know, a guy could be driving his Lamborghini down the road, pops the tire instead of taking it to a shop to get the to get the tire fixed. He pulls over the side of the road, dumps it right there, goes to the next shop, and buys another one. It's just a, it's because of the the that country such an such a rich country that they don't really give a shit. It doesn't seem cost-effective at all. (laughs) They don't care because it's all materialistic stuff and just don't just go buy another one. Yeah. It's fucking crazy. Like, I've seen videos or documentaries and stuff like that where, like, they just drive up down the road and you'll see, like, Porsches, like, 911 Porsches, fucking Lamborghini Diablos and fucking Mercedes G-Wagons just covered, covered Kid, if you were yeah, to if you shit. were to visit Kuwait, could you legally take one of those? No, no. It still belongs to the person. Just, they still own the vehicle. Just on the side of the road, chilling. Yeah. yeah, because they don't have like registrations and they don't have insurance stuff like that. So it's it still belongs to that person, but they just don't give a shit about it. 
plus you're gonna pay a lot of money customs and stuff like that because it's not the same as it is over here i mean like, the lamborghini you buy here is not the same as a lamborghini you buy over there yeah they're, they're, they're different because like because of the the customs and the logistics that they put inside the vehicle it's a lot different than... all that bullshit emissions control yeah they, they put a lot of emission control in there so but yeah it's a it's kind of a pain yes they sound like, like shit shows like there can there did come a point where me and my friends before I joined the military, we had this plan idea to go over to one of those countries with a uh with a with like a huge trailer, pick up those cars, bring them back to the States, fix them up and sell them. Sell them. <laughs> Do some importing yeah, exporting. Like Do some like illegal plan. importing and exporting. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Well, it's just like the uh, I mean a good example of it would be like the uh, the R34 the Nissan R34 um which now I think this year it has become legal to own and drive on the street this year damn before that it was not legal to own or drive on the street I mean you could own it but it had to be a track car yeah yeah store took off fucker so um veteran plays what is your favorite and least favorite mre i can say my least favorite is any vegetarian any vegetarian hi any vegetarian uh mre no but my favorite that's a toughie I tell you what everybody says. Everybody says the chili mac or the beef stews mostly. I'm gonna turn my camera off. Oh, I can't turn my mine camera off. Mine would have to mine would have to be the uh the, the chicken fajita or the the uh, the breakfast one. The breakfast one that has a maple sausage or something like that. Oh, okay. Yeah, the, the maple sausage into where you had your like the little cereal as the uh, grains and the raisins in it or something or the right. berries, blueberries. Yeah, it'll have to be it'll have to be those two because I really I really liked it. Like beef stew's all right, but I don't want to follow the crowd, you know. Right. You should beef stew's been my favorite since like that was even like a discussion. I've always liked the beef stew. I'll eat it cold or hot, no matter to me. Hmm. What's funny is to bring him back at MRE from deployment to to uh to have my family try it. <laughs> they were like, You eat this? I'm like, Yeah, I do. It's yeah, good. It's like, good. This is gross. So gross. And they're all fitness junkies going to the gym and everything. So fuck you peasants. It's good to me. <laughs> I mean, I feel like eventually you get used to it because you're just forced to eat it all the time. So eventually, you're just you just get used to it. <laughs> well, MREs are typically only like eating like out in the field and shit like that. But you're on base, you still have a defect, and you still get to go have like yeah normal cooked meals and stuff. Yeah, but like on deployment or something. No, on deployment, you still have you still have a defect. Do you? They still have a defect. Um, depends on Tough where you sports. go yeah it, it, it really depends on where you go because we had a defect in kuwait there's a couple of them uh there's only one defect on the kuwait base that was probably the 
best food you could ever have, whether it's breakfast, lunch, or dinner. And if anybody's watching and you're and you are in station or about to be stationed in Kuwait, I say the zone that zone one, two, three, four. It's not zone six. The zone six has like Subway, Pizza Hut, and then a little small defect and plus like the PX mall over there. I wanna say it's zone two. I think it's zone two between zone two or zone three somewhere up there uh like like next to like like your it was like it was like it's like on the other side of a whole bunch of the highly security buildings to where they keep all the classified um, um information and stuff to where before you when you get onto the before you go into those buildings, you got to go through a security guard checkpoint. You got to have a, you got to, you got to have a, uh, you got to have a, a, a secret badge on stuff, turn your phone oh, and everything. Yeah. On the other side of that, there's a defect over there. And I'm talking, dude, they probably some of the best freaking omelets I've ever had in my life. Not going to lie. It's so freaking good. Good to know. Yes. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So, um, if I remember reading your Twitter correctly, you used to be in esports, did you not? Yes, yes, I did. So, how was that? I, how was your experience in esports? So, um, towards the end of towards the end of uh, twenty twenty, I really got into. Uh, being a game, being a being a competitive gaming. My dream is to becoming a professional gamer, and yeah, like like I try to find ways to expand my skills and see if I could like find a scout or something like that. But uh, there was this one, there was this one team that it was the start, it was a startup team, and uh, it was a, it was a startup team, and they're they're called Wildside Gaming. And Wildside Gaming picked me up because um, they had a little they had a little tryouts for me, and I became one of the best players in their whole team that they had already. And they were already they were already considered signed signed in, signed as professionals with Wildside Gaming, and um, and I ended up be, being better than them, which was pretty interesting, honestly. Um, <clears throat> And then, uh, and then what happened? Then what happened was, in the beginning of 2021, I ended up moving down to Galveston because that's where Wildside is ba- is based out of, and everything. And uh, moved down there so I could be closer to the team and closer to everybody. And also because Wildside Gaming was wanting to build a headquarters store type of way like you know like a big esports store where other people could come in game on their piece game on pcs xbox ps4s uh sell merch and everything so pretty much like a big uh land uh, land center but like a pretty much like a big land center for anybody and everybody to come in and play and stuff and um and i want i wanted to move down there to kind of help out and everything and be a part of it and stuff and um 
in the beginning of 2021, that's when I that's when I became a signed a signed on esports professional gamer with Wildside Gaming. And doing that, I've hosted tournaments across Texas. I've attended tournaments across Texas and also some of the neighboring states too. I was uh, I played I mostly played Modern Warfare uh, CDL and also Cold War CDL. Um, I became cap I became captain of my team for a little bit, and then and then towards the end of 2021. We were really set on a lot of our sponsors. We had we were sponsored by C4 Energy, Ghost Energy, and uh, two and energies. Also, two that's, energy. That's drinks, not yeah. common. That's not common. Usually, well, usually sponsors are against other energy drink sponsors. Well, down in Houston, Texas, there is a facility. There's a facility that. The, uh, the, there's a facility that they do both C4 and Ghost. Okay, okay, that makes yeah. more sense. That makes yeah. more sense now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, and we we would get we would get like free drinks, pallets and pallets of drinks from them and stuff, and and everything. I actually have a picture of a, I actually have a picture of a freaking I was showing off C4 can and stuff with uh, with my wild side uniform on. And stuff and uh had it had it posted up and they kind of they c4 actually liked it and shared it on their um on their instagram page was pretty cool i think it, it was really interesting i really liked it a lot because i've met a lot of good gamers a lot of really really great gamers what made you um, leave I, I didn't leave what happened was towards the end of 21 uh covid started to become a problem yeah like in the rising cases and stuff and it got our sponsors concerned with you know with our participations in the tournaments that we are that that we were that we we're going to have so your sponsorships and, pulled out yeah once our once our sponsorships pulled out we lost the money and we lost the traction that we needed to do what we're supposed to do in the tournaments and everything and it caused us to lose money and it kind of forced us to liquidate. Yeah. yeah we, we, we had, yeah, it was like, it wasn't going nowhere and there was, it wasn't going to start up because, because we knew, we knew that once we knew that once we lose these sponsors and lose that attraction, there was no way bouncing back from that because because if we try to go to another sponsorship and everything, and they'll be like, "What happened to your other sponsorships? You know, what happened to them? You know, why aren't they sponsored with you? Why aren't you sponsored by them or anything?" It's not impossible, but be hard. Yeah, be super, really, really hard. And um, our CEO was losing his patience, and and also on top of that, he was he was trying to get him and his family out of the apartment so he can have a house for himself and have a house for his family and they're having an I wanted to continue it. I really did, but I was I wasn't getting the same I wasn't getting the same effort from my other teammates, including the team that I was captain over and stuff. Um yeah I guess you could say there were sore losers because they would lose one match and be like, "Oh, we suck. We're trash." I'm like, "If you're on really? esports level, you're not trash." Just saying. Yeah, if you're a <laughs> professional esports level, you're not trash. You have some skill 
you have some skill that nobody can ever like, you got you got recruited for a reason <laughs> yes yeah you got recruited and signed for a reason there's no reason for you to be trash or make you make you feel that you're defeated in some way but they didn't they didn't believe that and they you know they just decided to go with their gut and be like i don't want to be a i don't want to do this no more it's just hard work and everything it's like well guess what do you really think your other professional cdl players optic phase empire you know all of them be like this is hard i can't do this no more it's like no they're sticking it in day in day out playing call of duty each and every day getting better every single day and you know and look where they're at now that's what i wanted to do i wanted to be that guy but i had my little debut with uh with wildside gaming for a little bit and then once it died off um it that kind of forced me to move out of galveston and back up here to dallas fort worth area in texas and and yeah and at that point i'd lost most of my friends, most of my teammates didn't really have any place to go. And then next thing you know, I was watching TikTok one day and I found Regiment. And I've been with Regiment ever since. So, and uh, would you go back into esports given the opportunity? If I had gotten the opportunity to go back into esports, yes, I totally would. I totally, totally would. Um, because I know the difficulty. I know the difficulty and know what it takes to be a part of a team like that and know the sacrifices that would have to be made for that. But yeah, I would, I would definitely would like to go back into an esports com- competitive. Mm-hmm. Why don't you? Just get um, kind of shit. It's not exactly us just doing well, it. I mean, you can try out. I mean, there's, I know there's tryouts and shit like that. I know it's not easy, but. Well, there are some. Well, there are some tryouts and everything here in Regiment for the uh, uh, for the Veteran Gaming League, and also uh, and also I know Regiment has a couple of uh, um, esports teams that they're trying to build up and everything. But there is there's one esports team that I'm waiting for. I can't really say anything about it because um, it's it's not official, NDA. so I can't really say anything. NDA shit yeah. kind of deal. Yeah, yeah, pretty much, and everything, and everything. And plus, I really don't want to jinx it and stuff. But I know it's it's something that's in the talks, it's in the works, and it's something that I'm very, very interested in, and I know I can be really good at. So you're working on trying to get back into it. It's just not a. Yeah. I'm gonna go out there and really push and. Yeah, pretty you know, much. Kind of like a big thing, make it happen type thing. Yeah, pretty much just trying to find a game that really, that really I can really work with. Like a lot of people say that you know you could try Call of Duty again, and honestly, the way people play Modern Warfare Two, Modern Warfare Two is starting to become unplayable because of all the cheaters, the hackers, and all the BS that happens in the game and stuff. It's it's really becoming unplayable. Uh, like it's so unplayable that even ranked play, you go into rank, you go into the ranked play, and you look at the top two fifty, you barely see at least. One, two, three, your top CDO players in ranked play. You know why? They don't play ranked play. They don't. Op- like the most of them in optic phase and everything, they don't play ranked. The reason why is because there's so many hackers and cheaters that get on ranked play, and they're the ones that are getting up in the top 250 because, you know, they're hacking their way through. They're cheating their way through. Right. And and the CD- those CDO players, they don't want to... 
be a part of that. They want to be able to play against someone that's going to play the game fairly, challenge, like, be a challenge to them and be, you know, and for them to be better and be better. And it's and funny be that the it. other COD games before it have better anti sheets. Like, how do, the fuck does that work? I, <laughs> I heard there was, I heard that there was a rumor that, I heard that there was a rumor that there are a couple of, uh, cheating of a couple of companies that would create um that that would create cheats and create hacks or like devices that you could clip onto your controllers and everything that is supported and funded by call of duty would it be something that i would not think they would do like i well, can't see my it problem with the that's, why, that's why i say it's a rumor that's why i say it's a rumor i hear it I hear allegedly the it, thing i'm not <laughs> It's allegedly not, a thing. It's not like a fully, fully understanding, but it 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 really makes it kind of makes sense because how often do you ever see a hacked a, a like a hacker or a cheater get banned and not be able to play Call of Duty? Like mm. you may hear some of them every once in a while, but literally the whole majority of players and everything that cheat, they're still playing. Like yeah. it's normal and stuff. That's what I mean with the competitive gaming like that, like. Um, I stopped competitive, like playing competitive games like Call of Duty, PUBG, stuff like that, because of the cheaters and the hacks and stuff like that. It's like I wanted to play the game to see how good I was or well, get yeah, better. Companies do nothing about it these, especially these days. But companies don't even try. I, I think my last, one of my last matches in Call of Duty was it was years ago, and the guy like. We had a huge lobby. It was a really good game, and we were going back and forth who's winning, who's losing. And then the guy was literally just standing in the middle of the map, just clicking his mouse button. Yep. Like I was literally, I went to spectate him, and he's just like oh. every time you click the mouse button, he would just spin. Yep. And then headshot, 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 headshot. Cleared the entire fucking lobby. Yeah. And he goes for walls too. Like, it's just like it's just infinite bullet. Yeah. And it's like, why play the fucking game? <laughs> Why? Yeah. why buy the oh, game do click 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 like, why, click like yeah why play why buy the game and stuff like like they get like what pisses me off a lot is that when i would play against some of these cheaters and hackers and everything like at the end of the game they're calling us trash like yeah, oh, you're trash you're shit. Your trash and stuff like dude you're the one cheating you're, 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 you're the, the one that's literally player. using a hack client that literally you just press a, you press a button and everyone in the lobby dies. <laughs> exactly. Like this is the most this is the most satisfaction you're gonna get is when you cheat in lobbies because if you think you're good and think you're gonna get into the competitive like in the competitive esports stage, you're not gonna get very far because you're not no. supposed to cheat in those. When you when you, like like I remember oh man I remember watching a documentary. Um, I take it very seriously. Team Optic in India. In India, there was a Team Optic in India that I forgot what game they were playing, but there was they had one player on their team that was cheating in the middle of a tournament. I mean, live oh, I saw that. I'm pretty sure. It's it's I'm pretty yeah. sure. It's it's I'm pretty sure. It's Siege. I'm pretty sure of Siege. Yeah, yeah, Siege. Yeah, like, like they caught him cheating. They didn't only disqualify him; they disqualified the whole team. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was Arsenic. Because then they pulled his. They pulled it. 
they were pulling him up on the big screen and that's how they caught him mm-hmm. yeah because they that he was doing so well they're like oh let's see how good he's doing and they pulled his ass up on the big screen and they were just like oh well that's not supposed to happen <laughs> yeah so, uh, yeah i remember oh. i remember hearing about that mm-hmm. i remember seeing that yeah it was just it's like like what satisfaction do you get out of it you know that like it's it's not right and it's people wonder why to actually play the game and, and they want to be better than everybody else and people wonder why practicing in esport tournaments now they literally do like metal to sketchers in the whole nine yards because people do shit like this <laughs> i mean right now like i have just i'm having trouble trying to find a game i can just sink my teeth into you could get back into scum we had a nice we had a nice big new update i went on there for a minute i haven't i went on there once i was just screwing around but new mech scary i heard new mech scary <laughs> they have the old ones still but they also have newer ones so there's two yeah i saw the update uh yeah. i used to mention the update to me and i went and looked at the update and i was like oh that's cool <laughs> don't try to snipe a new max they will shoot rail guns at you yeah i heard that's like a long-range weapon like it shoots from very very it's far a legit away. rail gun <laughs> like they shoot a plasma like you laser at you <laughs> that seems like fun <laughs> Challenge accepted. Let <laughs> <laughs> me get my AT4. Now, are the eight now? I don't want to distract from obviously the podcast, but I have a question about that. What's the up? AT4, they're single shot. Like, there's one and done. Um, no, you mean the RPGs? No, no, no. The AT4. Oh, I believe you. I couldn't find the code to I could ammo. No. The codes are fucking weird. I couldn't. I it took me forever to actually find the code, but there is legit codes on them. They're just hard as hell to find. It's not. So, it's I, not I was, what I was, you like, would think. It, one in. It's not what you think it would be. Yeah, <laughs> I forbid they put in fucking. <laughs> like it's not what you think it would be. <laughs> no, I I spent out. You can ask Roshi. I spent hours looking for that code. <laughs> That people says I need to get Starship Troopers. I looked at that game. I looked at it today. Love the movie. Not so sure about the game. So, um, <laughs> that's your known. Would you mind telling chat here where um where we can find you on like streams and stuff? Because I know you also are a streamer. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So my stream is a veteran plays games. Veteran underscore plays underscore games. Uh, just it's 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 the name. Veteran. Yeah. Also, uh, you can find my uh, TikTok, which is the same thing. Veteran. Veteran plays games same thing uh i just recently dropped a tiktok video last night because i did a stream on battlefield 2042 last night with a couple of my guys and i was getting some sick sniper shots and i was able to get a couple clips of that and uh my twitter is a vet plays games not veteran but it's vet plays games I, I wonder and, uh, where he, I wonder where he came up with that name. What veteran plays games? Yeah, it, it couldn't be for the military. Uh, so no. Okay, so um, coming out of Wildside, my name was just veteran. Yeah. Like WSG Wildside Gaming WSG veteran, and I wanted to change it and stuff, and I didn't know what to call myself. I didn't want to call myself just veteran. So I was just veteran. like, you know. And then like, and and then like, one, one of my friends was telling me like, uh, you know, like. Like, like, take your name and then find something that you like to do and then try to put that into it, you know? And I was just like, well, I like playing games. 
So I went to Veteran Plays Games. Oh, you don't have a kick, do you? Like you just do it. You're just on Twitch, right? I, I don't. I, I do have a kick. I don't have any videos on it. I have not streamed on kick. I just I stream strictly on Twitch. So, what was your transition like from military to civilian? Honestly, I honestly probably the hard part about it was finding a good, suitable job coming out of the military because. I was I was married when I was when I got out and we didn't have we didn't have a lot of money ourselves to get our own place yeah and stuff and the fact that and the fact that I was getting out early um the lease on my housing for my for when we were staying on base didn't end wasn't supposed to end when we're supposed when I was supposed to get out. It was supposed to end my original ETS date, which was like another year. Yeah. So I had so I basically had to pay like a prorate for the rest of those months and everything that which took most of my money away, which was bullshit. It um and it it kind of put me in a bind to where me and my ex-wife now me and my ex-wife we had had to live at my parents house but until we until we both get jobs work and save money up so we could get our own place and i guess the real difficult problem was uh real difficulty was was getting a job pretty much because i was i worked in the it field worked with computers and stuff and you know and there were there were people looking like there are IT jobs out there, but for some reason they're looking for like the educational instead of the experience behind it. It's always so confused me. It's always confused me why you go over education over experience. So to touch on that, I I, I work in IT. I work for uh those corporate help desk. This is this is my actual work computer right here. Okay. It hooks up to my two monitors over here. Um, so the problem with the IT field is that it doesn't matter how much experience you have, unless you have like 20, 30 years, you have to, they don't, they don't even give a shit about your education. They don't give a shit if you have a bachelor's degree or a master's degree in this or whatever. What they want is the certifications. So yeah. how did you get you into it? You have to have okay. the certs. How did so, I get into it? I had 10 years of computer experience. All right. So, that, so that's why that I like do it. That's why, like, after a year of me being out, um, I kept hearing this on the radio so many times. It was the uh, schooling of my computer career. Yeah, my computer. Yeah, I heard about that. I, I went through my computer career. I went through the first program, second program. I ended up getting my A-plus certification, a couple of my MTA certifications. I tried to land a Security Plus certification, but was unable to. The, and also the net, net, Network Plus certification. And uh, I'm not the type of I'm not smart. I growing up in growing up in schools, high schools, and everything. I I was not smart. Um, you know, I'm not I'm not I'm not afraid to say this, but I got I've been I've been held back twice. Yeah. I've been held back in my third grade year and also my senior year because you know I I didn't want to learn for some reason I did not want to learn. I didn't want to be in school. I didn't want to learn all this like BS crap and everything. Yeah. And uh, I, I just, I just didn't want to do it and stuff. Um, I was a, I was a C and D student. Hardly ever, hardly ever get a, hardly ever get a B. Rare to get an A. 
and uh and so yeah so going through my computer career it helped me out a lot i was actually in the a honor roll the a honor roll for uh for my computer career for both programs and um got certifications for it and everything and yet still same problem you know i got i got the certs i got the experience i got the know-how but yet i was still unable it was still hard to land a it job in the field in the um like in the in the out in the out in the out there yeah. But I was lucky, yeah. lucky enough. I was lucky enough that my dad, he wore, my dad works for Lockheed Martin. Uh, he's, he's coming up on his 40 years and he knew, a, he knew a couple of guys, uh, a lot of directors and managers that he was able to give my resume to a couple of them. And I was a, I was, I got accepted for working a six month contract for Lockheed Martin last year. Nice. And yeah. it was, it was, it, it, was it, it was really fun. It was fun. It was cool and everything, but oh, still, but yet I, I did not find it. I didn't find it in Like I didn't, like, I'm not saying I didn't like it. It's just, it felt like it wasn't for me, Yeah, you know, because I'm not smart tech savvy or you know know everything about computers and stuff i'm not like i know some things i know how to work it and get around certain programs and stuff but the biggest problem is the biggest problem for me is that uh, when somebody says hey can you build me a computer i'm like i don't know how i just <laughs> i just skimmed through it so i could get what so i could get what i wanted you know i i, I like half the stuff i learned in my computer career i i don't know I, it just it was like one out one in one ear and one out the other, yeah. and um, and yeah, it's it just something I didn't like and enjoy. And and uh, the job I have now, it's a good job. Um, I have my own com- I have my own company truck. I am a, a utility locator for USIC. Um, ba- basically, basically, you know how you go. Uh, basically, you know how you go to like new houses or something like that that are being built, and you see paint and flags all over the place yeah i'm the person that goes out there i paint the ground and put flags on the ground basically telling people that you have an at&t line here or you have a power line here and so with that right. so th- that's that's basically what i do and like I, there's some days i like it and some days i don't but yeah so like the the whole job market thing it wasn't like really fascinating to me the only the only thing that really got my attention was being in the gaming business. Right. That that was my like I was like I was born for the gaming business. You know. Oh like, man, I yeah I I want like what I would love to do. Like I would love to. Be, of course, I'd love to be hundred percent to the VA. And then if I'm I could 50. swing it, what? I'm at fifty. Fifty percent. If I could swing it. And just be 100% from the VA and then just stream. Yeah. I'd quit my job. Yeah. I'd quit my job in a heartbeat. If I, if I could afford to, I would quit my job and just stream for a living. Oh, man. If I, if, 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 if I could get to the point to where I can just like, yeah, stream, be a content creator, stream on Twitch, whether, you know, growing to be a partner or something like that, 
I would quit my, I would, and, it, and if it's something that will actually sustain me and allow me to get better and get and grow a lot, grow right. better and stuff, I would quit my job and do the exact same. So, yeah. I mean, I, 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 that's okay. what I, I told my wife so many times. I'm like, I just want to quit. Like, cause I mean, I don't, it's not that I, it's not that I don't like my job, which is burn out. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I do the same thing for 10 hours a day, four days a week. It's just burnt the fuck out. Mm-hmm. So my buddy, Biddy. He's in my chat right now. He uh, he's an IT too, and he wants. He's been trying to get me to work with him for the longest time, and I could. I mean, I could just go get my certs and get it done. And but I'm trying to buy a house right now, so it's like I gotta have that job history and job security and stuff like that. So now uh, I could I could go work with him and make six figures. Yes, but. <laughs> trying to buy a house he's trying to talk and he, keep... <laughs> he, he keeps talking to me he's like just just go get your certifications and i'll get your job and we'll, he works he works as a contractor and so basically his job the company he works for basically just goes from government contract to government contract yeah. they just keep going uh and as long as you do your job you basically just stay with them. and you can make money he keeps telling me that and i'm like yeah but i want to work from home because <laughs> that's what i do right now right yeah. i don't want to go to an office i want to work from home because, right. I'm, because I'm planning on moving to West Virginia. Like I live in North Carolina now. And I'm, I'm going to shoot you, Kay. <laughs> shut the fuck up. I'm I am the fucking host. You shut up. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. We're at an hour and a half. That's Got not what the... I was saying. I was going to ask a fucking question, but you wouldn't Jesus. shut up. <laughs> this fucking guy. <laughs> All right. So, veteran, do you have any advice for anyone that's trying to get into the military? Uh, to the military, you never asked that before. I have. What do you mean? It's not about you always ask if they're, they're trying to get into content creation. I, I asked both. What do you mean? I've asked both. Uh, Fucking dip shit. <laughs> I would say, I would say, um, like, I'll give, I'll say the same advice my parents gave me. Um, don't go in the military just winging it and doing what you think is fun and so with that. You want to go into the military with a job that is a potential job for when you get out. Because when you get out and everything, you have that experience and that level of experience and stuff. Because there's most companies, a lot of companies that will hire military veterans because of what they they experience and the and the and the and the learn and the learning curve that they that they have for you know for that plus on top of that the discipline the respect and also the loyalty for the company and stuff like a lot of a lot of companies will actually hire military veterans because of what they because of the job the job levels that they had in the military so you go into military uh, going to military job wise going go into a job that you can find a job outside of the military in a civilian role uh second is I don't know if this um, is valid because they were hard on us in basic. They were hard on us. They yelled at us and everything. There wasn't this safe space or, you know, they, you know, like, like, like basic training these days are soft, super, super soft. So when did you go to basic? 2012. Well, see, I think that was soft. Hey, didn't you go in 96? 96. 96. Yeah. I went back in '96 where they couldn't hit you. 
they found a way with us. They found, uh, yeah, <laughs> they, uh, we, yeah, they found a way. They, they, they were pretty rough. They're pretty rough on us when we, when we went to basic. Oh yeah, case, and, uh, case hit his face and went doorknob a thousand times, two times. Like probably like the one thing that really ticked me off about basic, about the basic training over the years is that they got rid of Shark Week. Yeah, I heard about that. It's like, why did you get rid of Shark Week? Shark Week was the pinpoint of the basic to where it literally had to break you down so they could build you up to be something that you're not you know and i was uh build you up to be something more than what you were before so i was watching a video of that exact thing like the reason why they got the reason why they got rid of shark week for the for the uh for for the army at least um they they said that they had found that there's different ways to do things and that they no longer had to it was no longer viable to break someone down to build them up bullshit it seems like, a like half how the ass. fuck do you build somebody up that you didn't break like bullshit you know yeah i mean you have to be broken you have to be you have to think of it and i think it's probably because you know a lot of the and all the basic trainings across the board have gotten super soft like the space force i watched the space force basic <laughs> training videos and stuff like that Half the fucking like, like the right faces and shit. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, that's not how you. That's not how you do that. And then like they're not yelling at them as much as the, well. The Marine Corps still do. Marine Corps still yell yeah. at you, but but like the Air Force are like, oh well, yeah, just okay. We want you to come over here and go over there. And when I was in mil- when I was in basic, get your ass over here, fucking ass from this fucking point right here. Get the fuck over there. <laughs> Yeah, a lot of, do- lot of yelling, a lot of cursing, yeah, all the time. That's- and do it quickly. And if you did it, oh, that wasn't quick enough. Get your ass back over here, put your shit down, pick it back up. Now get, and it's like, it was like, it was chaos. Yeah. Pure chaos. But now it's like they want to just, they, they, they patch it on the bottom. And it's like, okay, now move along. But I don't, I don't understand how they're going to, I don't, I don't start understand how you can, how you build somebody up that hasn't been broken down enough to get out of the civilian mindset into the military mindset and i think a lot of the people that are going to i don't i don't want to say a lot but i, I know there's there, there's people that are going into the military now that don't realize that the first job of being in the military is to go to war yeah like, oh. like what I, what i would say if you know if they still had that was don't take everything you hear in basic training basic and ait personal because they're because the drill sergeants are there to yeah supposed to break you down and to build you up so that when you get into your next duty station or something like that and you know depending on what unit what country where you go and everything you would have some sort of a toughness in you so you can not be scared yeah. you need that you need that discipline that you learn in basic training yeah. the first half of basic training is literally to break you out of this mental state of i'm a civilian i can do whatever the fuck i want the second half of the military basic training is to build you up to a military personnel to understand discipline, uh, attention to detail, respect, all these things that you're going to have to know and do while you're in the military. Because if you fuck up one time, and there's a, there's a Marine guy, there's, I, don't, I don't remember what his rank was, but there was a Marine I was listening to. And he's like, I don't, we don't tell you to make sure that the hospital corners on your bed are this size by this size by this size, just because we're being dicks. We want you to make it to where this is the way we want it. 
yep. is because if we're down range and I say there's a there's a guy over there with an RPG at 24.8 meters or whatever, I don't want you ranging for 25 meters or 23 meters. I want you ranging for 24.8 meters. Exactly. And that, that's the point of the discipline and the in the attention to detail. That's why they drill that into you. This day and age, I don't know how they're gonna do that. That's pampering people until they're like, okay, well, I guess we're not gonna get in that much trouble. No, I was always in fear of getting in trouble. Yeah. Like I was like, I didn't fold my underwear in three inch squares. Oh shit, it's three point one inches. Well, fuck me, starting over. You know, <laughs> I was like, I was constantly in fear of like getting yelled at. Yeah. Right, you yeah, didn't want to be on the radar. It's just, it's just just crazy how our, our how our military these days just just got just weakening and everything and honestly that's why whenever we whenever if i don't know when or if but if united states ever gets into another war your only strongest forces are going to be the military veterans and the rednecks that are not in the military at all are oh, facts. Be your strongest points yeah, if, if there's another, if there's some sort of conflict on the states and on on United States ground, if they they come here, I don't know how effective the military is going to be because the Air Force is going to be basically useless yeah. because all they do is drop bombs. I mean, I'm from the I was in the Air Force. I mean, your your strongest Air Force in the entire world times two, yeah, is useless because we're not going to bomb the, the same infrastructure that we need that they need to yeah. use. Exactly. They're not going to bomb the roads and the railways and the you know supply paths because they have to use those roads, railways, and supply paths. They're not going to do that. So yeah. Air Force is going to be useless. I mean, you're going to have the Marines and Navy's. I mean, as long as it's still out to sea, the Navy's got some pull, but it's going to be Army and Marines, and that dwindles us down to half. Mm-hmm. Then you're going to have the veterans and, like you said, the rednecks. They're out in the fucking country. Just fuck around to find out. All right, yep. guys, we are going to raid out here. We have we are over our time. The cool thing is that the Geneva Convention becomes more of a checklist.